0: here? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. This is part two of our conversation about the most helpful resources, tools, books, and systems we've learned from. The first part can be found at fizzleshow.co slash 20, that's two zero, And I got to say, there's a lot of goodies in this one, including, including my very favorite Caleb Wojcik moment on the show to date, the best Woj bomb right here in episode 21. You know who we are. We've built our businesses, found a way to pay for our gluten-free crackers, doing stuff that we care about. And we're here to tell you how, no BS, just some real and honest conversation earnest entrepreneurs and actually you might get a, there might there might be a little BS here but it's worth it your hosts are Corbett Barr if this was the big Lebowski he'd be the rug because he really ties the room together man Caleb Wajic, he'd be the stranger because he's got that deep voice and hell he's got that she he's got that deep wisdom and me Chase Reeves I'd be smoky because sometimes I cross the line It's a league game, folks. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Let's get into it. You want me to jump in? No, I kind of want you to keep going. I want you to keep going, yeah. We'll make sure that we fill in any gaps that you leave, because I'm sure there'll be some gaps.
1: All right. So the next, we talked, you know, last week, I guess, about um, the uh, Book Yourself Solid. Yes. Okay, that was, for me, the most valuable system that I used early on in my business, The next most valuable thing, which probably actually led to more revenue if we think about it now, um, but that's partly because we were bigger at the time, was the lean startup. Okay, So lean startup is a framework or a system for building a startup. A lot of people are probably familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've never actually read it. They just hear the buzzword and think they know what it's all about. I suggest that you go read it if you haven't. There's a book called Lean I'm one Startup. of the
0: latter, by the way. Yeah, I've never read it, and just think I know all about it. I feel it.
1: like it's right there. You want to borrow it? Let
0: me look it's at right it real behind you. quick. Hold on, let me let me read it. You before just skim you start
1: it. Just read drive. the read the inside flap, yeah. if you will. By the but way, I have
0: done a lot of research. I have by the way, done, all this stuff that, like, that
1: we're talking about is like on my bookshelf, basically. Yeah. I kind of just keep the books that I actually like and read on my bookshelf. The rest go somewhere else in a pile. I
0: like how much how much Eric Reid looks like Seth Rogen. He, he kind of does. He, he, I just picture him as like the uh, He's not nearly as the, funny. The doofusy Stoner Hesher from uh, of the of the tech Pineapple world. Express just, just like just like What are you trying to do, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, Chaos ensues. Okay, keep going.
1: So the lean startup, the I mean the the gist of it is that most startups fail because they create something that nobody wants. And a lot of us have been through this painful experience before. You have this idea, you think it's magical, you spend months or years working on it, you put it out there, and it peters along, never gathers steam. And in the worst case, you spend a couple of years nursing this thing along, and it just never becomes. And all of your money. And all of your money and all of your time and all of your reputation and the respect that your friends had for you, yada, yada, all goes down the drain. This is the sad truth of entrepreneurship. A lot of us have to go through that to kind of feel that pain so that the next time around, uh, hopefully, you know, we figure things out. But what The Lean Startup does is hopefully, you know, help you get through that the first time, if you had read it, without going through that whole painful process because Eric's point is that you can build a product in a way that radically reduces the risk that you're going to put something out there that people don't actually want. And it starts with really understanding the customer better and being really closely connected to the customer before Mm -hmm. you create your product. And then it sort of culminates in this thing known as the MVP, the Minimum Viable Product, which is just creating the thing, like we talked about before, Time boxing how much you're going to spend on creating yeah. your product, saying, you know what, I'm going to do this in two months. Come hell or high water, we're going to yeah. launch it on September 26th, which is still burned in my memories the day that we launched Fizzle last yeah. year. September 26th, we're going to launch this thing. And by the way, for people listening to this, like we literally created and launched Fizzle for the first time in seven weeks. We started around August 1st or 5th or so mm-hmm. and yeah. launched it on September 26th. And we, we did that on purpose because we followed the lean startup approach. We created a minimum viable product. We told ourselves we're going to release it no matter what state it's in and get it out there and let people actually in the doors and to start using it and giving us feedback because yeah. you can hypothesize about how useful something's going to be all you want. You're never going to really know until you put it in front of someone, see if they're actually willing to pay for it. And then when they do pay for it, getting that feedback from them about how useful it is. So we put Fizzle out there using the lean startup approach, and um, it was rough. I mean, yeah. it was a rough draft of the thing. But, you know, the interesting thing is that a lot of people who started with us then got to see behind the curtain so much that they feel like part of the team yeah. to well, us. They helped and, shaped
2: what we did for the next four months or whatever until we released it as version 1.0.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we, and we, we were able to, you know, through essentially because we let in 150 people, that's it. We kind of right. closed the door because uh, we're like we can't handle that much more than that, you yep. know. And so there was a high level of of personality and touch between all of us and that crew, sort of making up for the fact that like, hey, we don't we don't have much here, but you can see the framework. You can there's sawdust all over the ground, but this is this is where your office would be, and <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> this is sort of where the swimming pool and the foosball table go. Yep, um, and. And that allowed, that made for those first, you know, 150 in, in alpha and then and another 150 in beta. Those are like all like really special relationships within Fizzle. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was a, that's like a, a cohort that, that because of those circumstances got to be sort of uniquely related to one another. Yeah. Which is a cool situation. And
1: th- that's like, that's a really cool byproduct of following the minimum viable product process, yeah. which is that it gives you a, a reason. This is something we've learned about sales. Yeah. You know, when you, put up a sales page and it says, Oh, only available for a limited time. And, um, people can clearly see that like the reason that you made up is just kind of fluffy, like BS. Like when you do the MVP, there's a reason for it, which is this thing is like not polished at all. We can't let this many people Mm -hmm. in because we don't have time to like handhold everyone. And we got to keep working on this product, but we really need your feedback. It also gives you a great reason to discount your first version which is yet another incentive to get people in. So we sold out the first, remember this? We yeah, sold out the I first did. version of Fizzle
0: in, what was it, like an hour? Yeah. Or like two hours? Hour and
2: a half, two hours. Yeah.
0: yeah. We we opened 150 but spots. Know, but, but go back and and just feel again. How freaking nervous you were. Like nobody's gonna not a yeah. single person's gonna buy this. It's not ready. It's super discounted, but it's still too expensive. Yep. And it's like, no way, no one And you had ever... released
2: multiple things in the past. Oh yeah. Three, four and by things. the way, that
1: was like my probably my seventh product launch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you still and, felt and that. still you're just like, F- nobody's gonna buy this thing. I can't believe this is gonna suck. And boom, an hour love, and a half later I, I, it was I think, done.
0: I think there's something about that. Um I don't know. In some ways, I kind of hope it never is, it, it never stops being nervous making, yeah. like nerve wracking because, because it means that you're, it shows that you're in there, you know, I mean? and yeah, maybe, you maybe it's it. insecurity. Like, hey, are people going to like me? Well, it doesn't matter if they like you or not. Like you have friends and family, like you, you know who you are, you know, but like there's something in that, that, and also just in that there's no matter what, no matter who you are, it takes a good level of bravery to do something that might fail. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and to, and if you're not doing something that might fail, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're not it, growing. Totally. But that's easy to say, right? Yeah. Easy to say. And yet we and yet I think so many people are stuck in this pattern of like thinking they're entrepreneurs, thinking they're building this thing, when really they've never it's never really bubbled up to their consciousness that they're really putting it off. They're putting off doing that right. thing because there's a ton of fear there. Right. I mean, there was. for I mean, I'm I'm a really big outgoing person, right? Like large. Look how big I am as I get pretty up on big my, on my toes like this. I'm I very like big and going and it's still nerve wracking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh But it but it feels like per, it feels like performance to me. It feels it's something that feels really good. The same reason why I end up at the dinner table with my foot in my mouth when I'm meeting someone new is because I kind of want to like just. Test their limits and test my limits and see if I can think on my feet. Yeah, kind of like I'm doing right now, waiting for to land on something brilliant and it's not really there. Can I just Can I just say, I, while you were rambling, I think maybe
1: I just had something good here. Oh, I've, I'm going to put this out there. Maybe you guys will agree. Okay, I think the most powerful force in humanity
0: Ooh. might
1: be. This better be good. Might be. It better
2: not be like nachos or something. Yeah. <laughs> it might be
0: nachos. <laughs> he used the proper noun. He used the, like, <laughs> oh, I just love that. Oh,
1: that was good. That's that good. good. That was good. No, the most powerful force <laughs> in humanity might be a launch date. Oh. Like, you put a date out there. Yeah. And get people, you know, who are well, involved just to say rally Deadline. Around? Deadline. A deadline.
0: Deadline on yourself.
1: Yeah, a Deadline. Because man, like I remember the first product I launched, um, it took me fifteen months mm. of blogging to get my first product out the door. Yeah. And uh, and by the way, we were going to use some good examples here. I, I'm working with a, a, a gentleman named Rich Bemke right oh, now, very gentle, uh, who um, who is <laughs> very um, gentle, man. who does who provides video services to startups. He actually creates videos that help... Startups get more customers, right? Mm. So the, think about the video that goes on your homepage and how powerful that can be. Yeah. Rich is your guy. But anyway, I'm working with him as um, sort of a, a coaching, long-term coaching thing. And he has earned, I know he feels sometimes like he's really struggling to make it, But the fact is, he quit his job 11 months ago and he's still in the game. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? He hasn't had to go back to bartending or whatever.
0: 10 years old and and, an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah.
1: His in dog years, he's like 10 years old. He's 11 months into it. He's still supporting himself, even though I know he feels like he's barely scraping by. But personally, when I think back on my, my story, Mm -hmm. I spent 15 months before I put my first product out there and I had a couple of piddly little clients that were paying me nothing and basically I was living on savings for the first 15 months Mm -hmm. putting a date out there like with Fizzle or anything else that we've done I remember actually when we launched Fizzle we not only had September 26th on the calendar we also had November whatever 18th or something and we also had uh, January something fifth or something. I don't remember the last two dates, but I know when they were because before we launched Fizzle, we knew when we were going to launch it the second time and when we were going to launch it the third time. And we basically just filled that time with as much as we could possibly do to make it as good as we could and get it out the door again. And, you know, God bless us. We it's, had customers from yeah. from, from the, and it from was seven cutthroat to figure
2: out what was going to be in each version. Yeah. Like it, it, we'd be there like a week and a half before. Is this going to make it in before Alpha, or, or is never, this going to be pushed to Beta? Or I've something? never
0: really worked on something like this that I cared this much about. That wasn't just a small thing. Like I've yeah. always cared about Father Apprentice or Ice to the Bread, but those are like I could redesign that in an evening. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And i that's typically what's happened. Um, but like this was like no, oh, because you can see so clearly what it could be. And it's always, like, what, what I know, what we know right now of what fizzle could be is so beyond where where it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's so beyond what we could accomplish in the next sprint. Yep. So we have to do that course management thing where I can only hit this driver 200 yards. If I could just realize and focus on, like, I can hit this 200 yards, um, or I could try to hit it 500 yards on this part totally of five. And totally screw it up. And screw the sh- Slice schnitzel out the woods, of it. Yeah. Yep. But no, just just punch it down the fairway and walk up to it and hit your four iron. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's it's course management realizing how you what you so but setting those expectations on what we can actually get done in this in this sprint versus the next sprint versus the next sprint, that is one of the hardest lessons. Not hardest lessons, but just it's an emotional disappointment every single time. Yeah we reach a, a, a thing. We launch, and it's great. We got all these people. But now, like, all that work's done. And really, what do we have to show? It's like this thing. But these people are saying, like, this is phenomenal. You know what I mean? So it's this weird,
2: you know. It's like when you finish, like, a race or a half marathon or something, and you're like, you've trained for months, and you finish, and you're like, meh, whatever. Yep. And everyone's like, oh, you did so well. And you're like, "Uh, why did I do that? Totally.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so so let me let me okay. relate the lean startup to a couple of other things if that's okay. Yeah. Did you want to move on? No, or? no, I, I okay. almost so blocked you, but you did you, did, you pushed so, on
0: So just, we we both sewed and we we wanted to see who had the stronger will. You did I so blocked you. We both sewed. Let's <laughs> go back and listen to it, listener. We sewed at the same time. Did we? You had the stronger will. <laughs> oh, I love it. Beat you. <laughs> it's like Russian prison games. <laughs>
1: I see uh, your will is stronger than mine.
0: Yes, exactly. Corbett is my man. I am his bitch. So
1: in my last life, and by the way, it's when when these listeners, if they're not familiar with um, the Lean Startup, as soon as you like get into the Lean Startup, you're going to find a whole bunch of resources. Yeah, And a lot of them relate back to this book, which I have right next to the Lean Startup, called Four Steps to the Epiphany, by Stephen Gary Blank, who is a professor... Um, I believe at UC Berkeley. I apologize if I'm... And yes, you've guessed it. There's a pee-pee on the cover. What? Oh, a pee-pee. There actually is. On the cover. There actually is a penis on the cover. There's a pee-pee on the cover. I, I won't... <laughs> we won't
0: explain that, Carpet but there is. Like, I don't know. I bought this book because they had a pee-pee on the cover. And up, that's why I'm an entrepreneur, I guess. I don't yes.
1: know. So thinking back to the lean startup, in my last uh, go-around, this was prior to the entire lean startup revolution, I remember we spent... Uh, My business partner and I spent a year, maybe 15 months, just hypothesizing and strategizing and writing software that we ended up throwing away and doing all kinds of things um, before we actually got a product out the door. During that same time, we must have pitched 30 different venture capitalists on our idea and this supposed progress we were making. Well, nothing impresses venture capitalists about an idea, like they've heard them all, the only thing that impresses them is traction and actual engagement with customers because they're smart. They know that that's the only thing that matters. And if you haven't done the work yet, like when are you going to ever do it? So they know two things. They know that if somebody hasn't actually released something, it's likely that they're just going to fart around their entire life and never get Mm -hmm. something out the door. Second thing is, if they had released something there may or may not be proof that what they released is actually interesting to those customers. So a really interesting thing happened to us, though. We finally got around to releasing our first product to the world, Mm -hmm. and after having pitched like 30 VCs and not getting anywhere, immediately after we launched this thing and we had, you know, traffic to our site, we had people signing up for our service, we had a little bit of a curve that we could show it was going in the right direction, boom. We had three VCs interested in what we were doing. We had term sheets. Wow. We actually had leverage. We had negotiating power with those venture capitalists. So that, you know, and that, and that's a whole different tangent, obviously, VC stuff. But the lean startup works whether you're bootstrapping or looking for investment or whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is, just get something out the goddamn door. Yeah. The minimum viable thing you can do to prove that customers actually want what you've created. Yeah.
0: I like that. I like all of the things you've said. Thank you. I think I'm glad. Thank you, sir. I'm glad I'm with. I'm sitting across the table from you, instead of across the table from you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You see what I did there? No. Inflection, communication, and powerful. <laughs> see, while Corbett was learning all these important business stuff, I was learning all of these like unimportant communication things that ended up being extra- really important, important. You just learned inflection. No, but but like it, it, as you're saying that, I'm realizing this. Like, I'm look. I'm thumbing through this. Uh, this big four steps to the epiphany. Don't the, thumb my book. <laughs> your book has been thumbed. <laughs> and uh there's you see how good I am? My friends who know me or who just saw that, listen to that right there, would be like, oh god, it's cut oh he moved on. Yeah, I tossed you a T-ball. Come on. <laughs> and I and I could have So I'm thumbing through the book. Um but and I am looking at all these models, all these like little, you know, these PowerPoint presentation graphics and things like that. Uh, and they're like, I know, the, I know the answers in here. I know the answers in here. I am never going to read it. <laughs> never going to get the answer because I would much rather go somewhere else and have fun and make something interesting. Yeah. and discover the answer on my own yeah. in some ways. And um, that's
1: fine. And that's fine. You know what? As long as you, as long as you understand that you have to make something people want yeah. deep down, and you really want to make that. Yeah. And the key is, the key there is the word, the verb, yeah, make. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. As long as you actually make something that people want, you're fine. Yeah. Like maybe you don't need to read these books. Just take the t- just as Chase does. Take the tidbit that you got from this podcast. Put your thumb in it. You now have read The Lean Startup and Four Steps to the Epiphany,
0: basically, yeah. I read from the, this I conversation the of con- contents. Yeah. So you're good. <laughs> you're good. No, but but uh, but it makes again. I guess drawing back to the to the to the previous conversation about when you have a when you have a ta- uh, not a tactic a skill. When you have something you're good at, you know what I mean? You can do. I guess I I get a little disheartened by how many people think they can start up a business without actually being able to do a thing. It's true. There are more opportunities than ever. You can do this. You can have a million people on your page. It actually doesn't cost all that money to get there or all that much time, you know? So now what are you going to do? You know, eventually it's like a so what, so what, so what, so what, until you realize, I'm a, I'm, you know, we, every entrepreneur has, every entrepreneur has that feeling of like, I'm an imposter. I'm an, I'm a fake. Every designer certainly has that feeling. You know, we know we're just copying the people that we've looked up to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the things that we've seen before. Yeah. But this is how designers have always done their thing. You know what I mean? Adding their own personal flair to it. But uh, that, so that imposter syndrome is, is a big deal. Oh, and I, as I'm saying that, I'm like I'm actively. It's kind of the same as fake it till you make it. It is it. fake yeah. it till you make it, and so it's both and. Yeah, you do this thing and you get it out there and you learn that there's value in this thing, but you're also an imposter, and and slowly the delta sort of it gets less and less. You know, but but, but delta I, mean I'm really impressive between. that you used the word delta there. Yeah, no, I, I have a lot of engineer friends, okay. or I've been around a lot of engineers when I was with my friends. Okay, makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Something like <laughs> makes that. Sense. Um I have been in situations with lots of en- I have cared for many uh, uh engineers. Okay? Which is a, they're a, a complicated crew of people that I care for. They are, you know. And I like Eric Rees a lot. I like that this um cuz like I said I haven't read the book but I've I've done a have listened to a lot of interviews with him. I've probably heard m- most of it at this point. Yeah. Um I, and Eric Rees is a stereotypical engineer. He looks at the, he looks at the variables. He looks at the, uh, the, the, you know, projections right, right. and, and the delta between projections, yep. and forecast and actual, you know, and all this stuff. And I love that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like I don't get into it. There's some, but there's something missing in some ways. Yeah. But I, but for most, I don't know, maybe for me, I need more of that. And for engineers, they need more of, of the creative love stuff.
1: Exactly. And the, you know, the trouble is, and I I think you're right. Um, It's sort of like creating, trying to create a robot or artificial intelligence. It's like, you're going to, you're going to mimic what a human is. And we're going to do that as a society for a long time. But are you ever going to really nail the heart of the matter the the being whatever it is. And so thinking about building a business by following lean startup or anything like that, I think it's really easy to go through the motions and do the all the mechanical engineering kind of things Mm -hmm. that you think are gonna create a business, but miss the heart and soul of the matter, which is really understanding your audience, caring about them, having the personality to pull it off, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it reminds me of, you know, even just saying like, you know, I've cared for a lot of engineers, I this, that, and the other. I'm gonna move on into one of the other things that's been really big one of the biggest resources for me has been my relationships with people early on for so I don't I thinking think wait is rack- this a system I was racking my head no resources tools and systems okay I was racking my brain my brains what what is it what has what have I read what have I looked on through and learned from that's been really important to me in doing the business stuff because I started off uh, it's just like you know putting together shirts for my dorm room in college while I was making music and learning about the Jesus you know what I mean when did business... Back, you mean that guy from the Lebowski? I was, I was yeah, I was actively... Nobody! <laughs> Jesus. Um, I was actively running away from business. Then I got my first sort of jobs. And and you know what, what was interesting? I read a lot of Life Hacker and 43 folders during that time, looking at productivity, looking at how to get work done, wasting a lot of time learning how to get work done, you know what I mean? Learning theories. Those played a role, I think, in some ways. yeah, Because I saw these were someone started a site that I'm spending a lot of time on. You know what I mean? I saw what was possible. You know what I mean? Take a drink. You know what I mean? Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, I saw what was possible. In some ways, that's always been something that I looked to. It's like what other people are doing. And I'm like, I-, I could do that better. Yeah. I want to do that better. I'm going to do that better. So I learned a lot from watching them. Just like now, I learned a lot from watching, you know, how other people will send like an email. And I'm like, oh, like when Marie Forleo said, I said she sent an email for something because I was studying her design a while back. I loved the design of it. She sent me some email with a lowercase uh, subject line, no mm-hmm. capitals up front, and it's it, hit, it struck me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It feels more personal, right? Goes in the goes in the basket. Makes so much sense. Right, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a douchey tactic in some way to get someone who doesn't know about you to think that you care about them. Or whatever. and then a
1: German sent you uh, an email where every proper noun was capitalized.
0: <laughs> exactly, and you were like, "Well, this stuff feels impersonal." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but there is this one. I actually, I need to get back to her. She's a princess in Africa an I actual just princess just needs some help with transferring her money to my oh, bank account oh yeah 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 okay yeah that was I, all that was all caps that one was all caps this <laughs> is all caps it was actually completely capital exactly but um that's one thing that's one resource i had written out was literally like life hacker and 43 folders and all of the the time i wasted learning wait the, hold I, on you just went from relationships to just wait to- it's coming back well i wanted to just throw this one together the the i landed so- on it so i might as well hit it up Right. Okay. <laughs> so I did notice what was going on. I didn't know anything about Corbett or Pat Flynn, or I, I'd never seen a blog before in my life b- before I was doing this stuff. And then realized it was some, not as a business, I guess, really, more as like a, like I have interesting things to say. And that's where Father Prentice came out of because yeah. I was struggling with what I was struggling with or whatever. But part of that was along those processes. I have like a friend named Aaron who's running a plumbing company and he's, all, he's been forced into a very entrepreneurial role in that company from early on because he got like basically sired into this business. I have my buddy Jay, who I met up in Canada, who was always thinking businessy in ways that were like scary and <laughs> way bigger than I was ready to think of. Um, the uh, these sorts of relationships, people that I worked with, like the boss at one company who was running for president, and I realized I never want to be like this guy because he walks in the room and he's like the running worst for what president. Of the, of the united states of the u.s of america you worked for someone that was running yeah. for president No, f- total freaking total head case okay. total head case like it, you like i've i've i have a, i have a great family a little bit you know a little bit of the what's the d word they call these families these days dynamic uh no that would be a good thing um dysfunctional yeah that one yeah, we have our share of dysfunction. That's fine. We all love each other. We all take care of each other. This guy was a time bomb, right? So I saw that. Didn't want to do that. Okay. Worked at Iterazi for a long time. I really want to know where this is going. Under Pete Grillo. <laughs> he is someone who probably, besides just relationships, he's like, it's his own category. Just It's
1: best to just let him finish, people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what I'm getting at is is through these relationships, with first of all, with the friends, with Jay and Aaron, They were thinking entrepreneurial thoughts, and I wouldn't have never seen that world ever. Oh, really? Thought about it in any? No, never. I don't know where was your head at, like at that point. My head was at like I, I don't know. I was in art world basically. I was making music. I was doing the Jesus thing. I was. I I always thought like from high school on, I was just going to be a pastor at a church doing the thing.
1: I just saw like a really interesting video today with David Ogilvy. Yeah, just berating artists and creatives basically in the advertising world because at that time there was. Display and brand advertising versus direct response advertising, yeah, yeah. and he was very much in the direct response camp, uh-huh. and he was just berating yeah. creatives and artists. It was really interesting to see. That's, anyway, that's, that's a kind side of crazy. Note. Side note:
0: that is wild. We got to. I got to find that. I'll, I I'll watch show it it. to you. Yeah. So I, I have to. I have to put relationships. Uh, a couple of different relationships on that list because I wouldn't be thinking entrepreneurial thoughts at all if I wouldn't seen that reality and the and what's possible yeah. from their stories. <clears throat> yeah. you know what I mean. So I guess if you're thinking about, I guess the point here is
1: we're talking about systems, tools, resources that kind of led to a shortcut or led
0: to a breakthrough. Yeah, and that's that, that's my story. Obviously, I can't make you friends with with Jay and no, Aaron. but I, that's important for people. I, I think. And
1: and if 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 we had to talk about just in general breakthroughs, for me, it's the exact same thing. I mean, the fact that you know I went on sabbatical and basically started meeting people who were living lives that I didn't know were possible before. It wasn't that I read a book or followed a system. Yeah, it's that oh my god, people are doing this, you know. And now to think that every day, you know, I hang out with you, I hang out with Scott Dinsmore, I hang out with Leo Babauta, and these other people that live in the bay area and we watch caleb on skype yeah um
2: all four of them just sit there and watch all caleb. four
0: of them watch caleb on- what's he doing now what's he did he spill his beer did he move what's it, what, did he knock over a Man. microphone again he's still there right <laughs> exactly hey Corbin, what are you doing is caleb on skype no can you get him on <laughs> yeah yeah no i could be there in 15 minutes can you just
1: you can you get it, him on the skype machine like i'm the only one now. that has the skype machine over here Yeah,
0: you put it on now you get him on now <laughs> And I'll be there in 15. You want me to bring beer? Well, but be, yeah, we'll watch Caleb and drink beer. Exactly. Okay. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: <laughs> Anywho. That was, that was a long, that was a long tangent. <laughs> that was a good tangent. Now.
1: <laughs> Anyhow. Um, that's all, that's all I got. That's all I got. No. So just,
2: there's not like a system. It's around not a system. Sometimes, sometimes
1: yeah. a relationship is, it just leads to a breakthrough. And, um, changing who you hang out with and like actively seeking out people who yeah. are doing things that are more along the lines of what you want to do that can be the most powerful system there is just because th- the life that they live that the saying is you are the average of the five people that you spend the most mm-hmm. time with and mm-hmm. if you want to change your life change your surroundings right
0: yeah i think what's really powerful in a weird way is is just the way that that can show you what is possible I don't know. And so, right. you know, like when you see for Scott Dinsmore, he always mentions how big of a deal it was when he saw the, the reality hanging with you, Corbett, and, and Leo and seeing like, wow, this is a possibility. I never even thought it was a possibility. And just being around it more often ups your game to the, it forces you up. Yeah. It forces you into the level of it's not about, I'm it, there, there is no try. You know? Do or do not, <laughs> yes. there is no try. That was even worse than mine. Damn it. We were really bad. Okay, Caleb. Caleb has
1: to try. Corpus wasn't that bad. Oh. Actually, to get into Yoda, I just have to get into Grover, which is like, it's like this. It goes. (laughs) And then you can get into Grover from there. Or Fozzie Bear. Like,
0: whatever I you want. I love that. I love it. Grover is Yoda. <laughs> Near far. <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. So, resources-wise, we've mentioned four-hour work week, um, $100 startup, lean startup, right? Lean, uh, is that what it's yep. called? Lean startup? Lean startup. I should mention lean the lean canvas thing. Uh, it, I came across a version of that in the book called Business Model Generation, which is really good and beautiful. But, like, they... The way that he took that, the, there's a guy called I don't Ash Mariah, and he took the lean startup thing, placed it on this nice, neat little graph. You know what I mean? Here's the problem you're solving. Here's the solution, yep. you are, and here's where the solutions are today. Here's the channels you'll be operating to get into the, to the hearts and minds of your audience. You know what I mean? All of these little things, these key partners, which are super helpful um, to figuring out how to put together your business and right. do the thing. So I really like his uh, Lean Canvas uh, model for putting this stuff together because it's just such a nice graphical view on this whole thing. Yeah, so um, the
1: book you're referring to originally, or the the book that Ash wrote is called Running Lean, which is sort of another take on lean startup. I don't know where, where the ideas came from, like the word lean and startup and all that kind of stuff, but there are various people who um are writing about it yeah. in different forms well Ash. i think it
2: came from lean manufacturing which is what yeah yeah the toyota way is the book about how toyota did that and then it, they started bringing it over to the u.s thank <sighs> you
1: so. thank you mba caleb yep. mm-hmm. I, I appreciate Ka- that was it kaizen Ka-
2: kaizen kaizen yep.
1: yeah and um yeah and uh anyway Okay. Ash Mariah, Lean Canvas. And the I, Lean Canvas is nice. The, the issue that I have with it, we've talked about this before, yeah. is it lacks just a little of the heart. You know, mm. in terms of like, um, you know, like today I was reading some comments in Fizzle in the forums about how somebody wished that we talked more about revenue and sales funnels and things like that. Yeah. And I think as soon as you start getting down that tactical, clinical engineering look at business— It's really easy to get away from the heart and soul of caring about your customer, Mm -hmm. creating something that that they actually want. Yeah. So there has to be a balance
0: between the two. But there has to be a balance, right? And I think there are there are ways. I mean, their quarters. The best heartfelt companies still have numbers to meet quarterly. Yeah. And they they judge themselves based on forecast versus actual and the delta between the two. On that, you know what I mean? The delta. Delta. Which Delta a, Force? Which is Delta Force, which yeah. is, I think you're thinking of the airline, Continental. I think you're thinking of Continental.
1: No. I was thinking of Delta Force, which is a, a movie that I'm hoping Caleb is, is it a movie or, or was, a TV there show? There was
0: a video game called Delta Force that I went to for. Yeah, there was a for. video game. Oh, maybe that's Delta Force was the only game besides Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 that I ever got into, but I've never gotten into any game more than Delta Force 3 because I would pull all-nighters and not know it. Because I was in the middle of some like sniper thing. You
1: guys are um, both mistaken. I mean there is a game, but uh if you were just slightly older, you would recall there was a movie called The Delta Force, which is a nineteen eighty six film starring Chuck Norris and Lee v- Marvin as leaders of an elite squad of special forces troops. Wow, you got based this all in your in head, huh? The real life <laughs> US Army Delta Force unit. It, How it, it can was be? incredible. I know How it just be? yeah, that
0: just comes out sometimes How out of my be? out of my head. Okay. So, that it basically pulls all the resources I've got. That's it. I literally I looked back. I was like, what was this important to me? It took a lot of time. That's what that's the thing I hate telling people, you know? When I go back, but for me it took a long time to get to where I am now from like hey, we could try this out. Oh, I probably should learn how to do a little HTML. Oh, I could probably learn some CSS. Oh, I might as well learn some design. Oh, you know what I mean? I never really learned design. Are you, just,
1: are you um, thinking now that maybe if you had had some of these systems, yeah, you might no. have been a little faster?
0: Absolutely. Lean startup alone. Okay, so if I if I was to sell, sell someone who's already thinking entrepreneurially. You're going to start with a book that you haven't read. That I, I would be like jump into the lean to the lean startup <laughs> okay. start there
2: but read it I heard of this book one time I mean it really it? you would I start haven't.
0: with like lean canvas you're saying because you've studied that yeah and and the interviews that you've watched well, with I would Eric say Reese. listen to listen to this show because you're going to get inundated with the fact that it's about solving someone's problem making something that somebody wants like the Paul Graham quote that you found recently most businesses fail for the same reason that most restaurants fail the food is bad. You right? got it. They didn't solve a problem. They could have sold great. They could have been the best salesman in the whole world. But the, there's no getting past the fact that that chicken, chicken cacciatore tasted like cardboard. You know what I mean? You can be, have the biggest sales people in the world, like uh, Groupon, and get...
2: I thought that was Grover. For a Groupon.
0: <laughs> far. Um, yeah. And... And you could have the biggest and best salespeople in the world, and you can totally... I got other impressions. Like, not you're not the only one that can sell. do impressions here, Okay, Chase. let's get into those. What do you got, pal? Hi, I'm Mickey Mouse, huh? like that? That's good. That's really good.
1: You like that? I do like it. Good. I, I can do some... Caleb, what do you got? Uh,
2: just, I'm just going to save them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I love that little, the little like, crack in yeah. it. Got, got so many guys. I kind of want to save them. Uh, up. Let me
2: go to my Rolodex here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. My oh, Rolodex. I
0: like that about you. Um, that's good. All right. So that—that's kind of. But if I was to, I mean, do you have any more yeah, significant ones? To I'm add guessing to the Caleb? Caleb. I'm guessing Caleb does. Yeah.
2: And like when we had this conversation, what we we're going to talk about and what kind of things we were going to bring up, you said systems. Yeah. And a lot of mine that I was going to talk about aren't systems. They're specific to a specific thing, like. Focusing or quitting or to the
0: regional system.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So they're like, okay, I'm procrastinating a lot. How can I stop procrastinating? Or should I quit this thing I'm working on? Or should I keep going? Like so they're very specific to individual problems. Okay. They're not really systems. So I mean I could run through them quickly. Yeah. For like if you are this, then this. Do it. So if you're struggling to determine whether or not you should quit something or not. First, listen to our episode on it, which is
1: uh, seven, Pivot, teen? P- Persevere or Push. Yeah. Pivot, yeah, Persevere or Push. S- oh, that's 17. 17. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then read The Dip by Seth Godin, because that'll help you determine and walk through all the thoughts in your head about I love it. quitting. We should or have like a going.
1: diagnostic tree. Can you make an infographic on yeah. this, please, Caleb? And yep. then, and then, can you email it to every blogger that exists and be like, I uh, was reading your blog and I noticed that you <laughs> m- like to run content based around infographics. And I was wondering
0: <laughs> if you would like to check out our infographic on. I, I noticed your audience would really like this <laughs> infographic on. Quit push our persevere. It's just uh, part of episode seventeen <laughs> of Fizzle Show.
1: No, it's not that specific.
0: <laughs> by any means. It's Dear oh, Sir, yeah. or, Madam. Dear Dear Sir yeah. or Madam. Dear Sir or Madam. Dear Sir dam. God, okay, I'm falling off the rails over here. What's going on? I don't know, but I'm standing up trying to stay up. For it's it. the pants. It's the pants. It's the pants. I leaked out all my juices already. Okay. Through my sweat <laughs> in my leg. <laughs> no, the next book I was going to say.
2: <laughs> yeah. Go uh, for it. So, books by Stephen Pressfield will really help you with procrastination. Oh, yeah.
0: I should have totally mentioned War of Art. Totally.
2: Oh, oh, War of Art do the work those two books specifically about procrastination those are um,
0: listen those i was just sitting across the table from a, a big deal entrepreneur guy who's like done way cooler stuff than all of us and he's like and he's just now reading uh the stephen pressfield word of art
1: can you tell us who he was
0: no but it's not important the point being guys who have done serious big time work like big important things they're they read word of art and go like this book is kicking my ass Mm-hmm. because what it does is it, it the game is in you yep. it's you it's this whole thing is a game against yourself the resist and he doesn't Stephen pressfield doesn't say it's a game but this idea like it's about battling resistance to do the work that you actually can. when are we going to hang out with that guy by the way um i'm i don't know but i'm just so excited because next week so every he's one of the he's basically the only blog i've ever subscribed to on email only one ever uh, and I just recently subscribed to it via email, because I'm an RSS guy. I've been an RSS guy. Oh. Um, but what do you use, by the way? For Feedly. I went, Feedly? I went to Feedly. Um, kind of same. And I think, I, I don't have any problems with it. I mean, I, I just use it to I read. just gave up. Did you? On RSS. <laughs> <It's probably> smart. <laughs> at this point. But no, I, I use it. Keep, I keep try, in touch with friends. All my buddies are in there, and I was like, oh, yeah. And try to, you know, make like what they write. You know, I not yeah. have like to stay up to on that. But Stephen Pressfield is so one I want.
1: Like, So when you write your friends, you're not like, dear sir or madam. <laughs> I, have re- I am impressed by <laughs> your, Hello, your recent make, blog post. I make a
0: recent uh, infographic <laughs> very timely for your audience. You want this sort of thing because it makes for good traffic and click through. Hello, my name is Chias Rives. You like this? It is very oh, good stop. philosophy. <laughs> like, you, see, oh, you keep good. laughing. I'm not going to stop. Is good but it is good oh oh it is, these burritos are good but they are filling these nachos are good <laughs> i love when you get in the paw mode these nachos are good so anyways the yep, <laughs> warmth of heart is good I, I highly 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 recommend that book it, it'll it, for me it was it was great but what it, it didn't help me know what to work on You know, it just told me, like, hey, you're procrastinating. Hey, you're getting beat the crap out of by resistance, etc.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's okay. People go through this. You just have to learn to deal with it. It's not like you have this huge problem. You just have to learn how to manage it. You got Uh, it.
1: All right, I like uh, that.
2: Another one would be The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Wait, so So is this if
1: you're procrastinating?
2: So this one would be if you just have trouble sticking with stuff, Ah. whether that's a workout routine or eating healthy or... Getting work done or not checking your email in the morning, something like that. This book is interesting because he actually dissects habits and how they happen and how you can actually make them and how you can break bad ones and mm. all sorts of stuff. He talks about Alcoholics Anonymous and the systems they go through to keep people from being addicted Which to drugs and alcohol and stuff. Powerful star. stuff, yeah. Yeah. And he talks about how advertising companies use it to then sell their products and things like that. So, that book really helped me understand how habits happen, and then you realize how to break habits you have that you don't want. We and gotta, how to you, get new. You got to
1: share this with us sometime. I feel like we should have yeah. meetings where we just have Caleb
0: dump stuff on. I us I want that he's to been stretch reading. more. I wanted to stretch more. I want to become more flexible. How do how do I habit this? You use that app that you use where where, I where, I'm where you skip two days and I then sk- you come back skip to it two days and then do it every now. I think and again. I think you can only try to change like a couple at a time though. Mm-hmm. But that would just be two. Elevator pitch and stretching.
1: <laughs> I feel like you could conquer that.
0: <laughs> did you stretch today, Chase? You I did. You- I did stretch. <laughs> Thank you.
2: So so part of that book is there's something that causes you to go into a habit. Right. So there's something that like, makes you think of it. Like smoking so now, a
1: cigarette. Like there's a trigger. Like stress. There's
2: a trigger. You're like, so your stressed. trigger for stretching is your elevator pitch. Or being sweaty and taking off my pants.
1: But there are positive and negative triggers, right? Right, Caleb? Yeah. So sometimes... And then you have to
2: replace... It's like you
1: have to be like, oh, I eat a donut every time, you know, uh, I watch Law & Order on TV or whatever, mm. like, the thing is. Bam, and bam. then you have to... So then you have to stop
0: doing that. <laughs> was that anywhere near the... do you pick up what that was? Yeah. The yeah. sound... Bum, the, <laughs> pitch,
2: the pitch was way off, but the Bum, volume boom. was on. The,
0: the pitch was off, but the volume was there. God, if that's not a bad metaphor for me... That is your tagline. <laughs>
1: So our comedy troupe is called high and tight. Your tagline is called the pitch was there. No, the, the, the pitch, pitch wasn't off, there, but the volume was. Yeah, the pitch
0: is off, but the volume's just right. And Caleb's was five microphones and three beers. Five mics, three beers, Caleb. <laughs> I like that. Okay, no, let's keep going past the habits now. And what else? Cause I, because uh, I feel like see. Caleb's the only so guy that overwhelm. actually has helpful stuff here. I know.
2: <laughs> well, And we save it for two hours in.
0: Thanks a lot.
1: You just never notice anything that I do. You're always talking about how Caleb is awesome. It's true. I, it's true Caleb your is comparison of yoga
2: to Grover was a, good, your, was a good ad. Your
1: Grover was helpful. I, you guys aren't familiar <laughs> with Frank Oz? You don't know who Frank Oz is? Yeah,
2: he's the guy that puppeted Yoda and did the voice for Yoda and stuff too. And Grover. And Grover. And I fo- didn't know he did Grover. And Fozzie Bear. So he was the voice of a lot of the Muppets?
1: <laughs> um, yes. Jesus. I feel like I'm talking to, like, You guys have been living under a rock for the past 10 years, or 30
2: years. Chase is like, is that
0: The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, The Wizard. Same guy? The Wizard. Oh, I think you're you're thinking thinking of of The Wizard uh, (laughs) That wicked Broadway show.
1: Frank Oz, people! (laughs)
0: Jesus.
1: (laughs)
2: Okay, Caleb, I want more from you. So you were talking about connecting with people? Yeah. And, I mean, it it is as simple as going out and meeting people. Mm. But sometimes you need to have some thinking about, okay, how do I stay in touch with these people? How do I... Make friends out of these acquaintances yeah, that I have, yeah. and so two books that I read early on were "How to Win Friends and Influence People," mm-hmm. which is a very douchey sounding title for a book, but it has really good. Well, it's also like a, the
0: oldest. It. It's one like the old, old, oft quoted one.
2: Yeah, by Dale Carnegie, and then another one is "Never Eat Alone." Yeah, by Keith Ferrazzi.
0: Yeah, I think is his name. That's one so that. That's uh, another one. Oh, did he, yeah. did uh, Frank Oz do his voice as well? No. But it, yeah, as long as we're audiobook. on this
1: topic, I'm, I mean, I'm talking Miss Piggy, Bert, Cookie Monster. And in addition, I mean, so basically he did every voice that mattered besides uh, Kermit.
0: Be the voice that matters. <clears throat> he also did Yoda. However, I think That's what Corbett's saying. However,
1: yeah. um, he also directed Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Little Shop of Horrors.
0: Whoa. So Well, now you're talking my language. Okay, thank you. Little Shop of Horrors. Thank you. Rick Moranis. <laughs> okay, you, I, I think you're thinking of uh, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." Yeah, I think, I think I think you're thinking of those massive plants that eat people. Wasn't Rick Moranis <laughs> in Little Shop of Horrors? I think you're thinking of God. We can never compete with him, Caleb. <laughs> no, we can't. Guess, so, we're going to try though. So good. Um, give us a shout out on Twitter if you know what we're talking about, people. But if you don't, you trust me, you're not missing out on anything. Or you email us. Have a much more productive life. Or email us at. Hey guys at fizzle.co <laughs> or at Frank Oz which is, at <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So no, seriously, I want to know what Caleb has because, because li- those two about, I know so many people who are stressed out about getting out and, and meeting people and mm. like our elevator pitch conversation. I know that's helpful to people because it gives you just a handful of things to think about before you get out there, which means you're a little less nervous, a little less on your heels when the question's asked. Like, hey, what do you do? You've done a little yeah. work towards it. And I bet, uh, you know, the Never Eating Alone by Fozzie Bear and... Um, <laughs> and uh, By Keith Fozzie and, Bear. And the Dale Carnegie book are going to help... You know that that sounds like it was helpful for you, right, Caleb? Because mm-hmm. you were f- afraid, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Unlike me, who just runs right into things, and re- and then and then I never can make that better. That relationship is ruined for life because I didn't read Dale Carnegie books. You know what I mean?
2: Well, I am a huge introvert, and so I read these before I went to WDS the first time, mm-hmm. which was this first conference that I actually cared to attend, yeah. not just one I had to go to for work. Yeah, and so. I read those and I was like, okay, I'm going to meet all these people that I kind of know online, kind of don't. And I want to actually build a longer term friendship with these people Mm -hmm. because it'll, because I want to surround myself with these people. It'll help my blog, it'll help everything. So
1: I don't feel like you're a huge introvert. Caleb, I feel like you're one of those people think, that like thought they were an introvert, but really it just takes you a while to get warmed up. And I,
0: then... I can picture you... I have a book for that, too. What's, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't Good just God. want you throwing books at me. <laughs> I want what was helpful for you. But second of all, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the introvert extrovert question is... is, is have I mentioned... Like, by the way, like while we're on this honesty topic, whatever. Okay, let's see it. Get, I, I think I'm your so, wife's attractive. Sure, I'm me so, too.
1: I'm so jealous of Caleb sometimes. Like, look at this guy. What do you like... <laughs> 18, 19 years old. And here you are on a podcast, a number one podcast in the business marketplace. Those don't count.
0: I I only follow the Nielsen standard. Oh, Nielsen ratings, (laughs) which we aren't even on yet. So,
1: okay. Anyway, Caleb, you're doing a great job. You have plenty of time to not be an introvert, but there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. So, share your next book, I guess, since that helps you. What's interesting
0: about Caleb is that he's like, looks like a clean cut guy, you know, shaved head clean shaven guy very you know very just you know he says balance things like this balance his whole body is covered in tattoos his whole body yeah but only where you can't see them like you can even but he always wears long sleeve shirts right japanese traditional tattoo he spent you're know, what 18 so that means about a third of your life you spent under the hand the hand shucked needle of a japanese traditional artist and they're not very good tattoos yeah, they look horrible. And the
1: weird thing is that he got them in Afghanistan um, in the late '90s, was it? So you were you were like, yeah, what? Well, we you were like s- between six and eleven or something. Yeah, I was
2: in the war when I was seven.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just love the fact that Corbett. What serendipity that you found him when you were traveling as as an inf- infopreneur. When I was a you uh, were an, an infopreneur. Arms, I was
1: an arms trading infopreneur <laughs> in <laughs> Afghanistan.
0: You were selling freedom in e-books. <laughs> to- <laughs> But, oh, oh that was is really powerful story it actually you know what it hit it hit it, it really touching that you found this <laughs> this uh this god i'm crying this um orphan do you want me to get us back on topic this orphan this is, is incredibly tall for his age orphan uh bodies covered oh. in tattoos oh. <laughs> and they just keep stretching because he wasn't even close to the six feet that he is today i
1: think this is the first time that i've cried from <laughs> laughter on the podcast
0: <laughs> god so oh. hey listen this is good inside joke though I, think. Media, I i hope that somebody gets it all you mediapreneurs you're selling yourself it's actually short. not even
1: an inside joke it's just that we're completely bullshit Actually, you said earlier that there was zero bull. That was last week. About, I guess that was no. About it was fizzle. earlier
0: today about about the fizzle. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> about the fizzle show or mm-hmm. about fizzle in yeah. general, not about the show. So there can be BS on this show. Oh,
0: the, yeah. No, I'm talking just about not in fizzle itself. Fizzle.co training okay. videos. Yeah, okay. we don't. We, we try not. We try to keep Corbett from crying in the right. fizzle.co there training is, videos. There is there is some bull in this show in general. Yeah, perhaps the last two minutes or so. Caleb though he is a very tall orphan and covered in tattoos we did not find him <laughs> in afghanistan continue sir
2: so the next two are under this audience category that i have so how to build the audience why it matters to have one and what to do like when you interact with
0: hold them. on i just think we we experienced something pretty serious right there <laughs> that was like a life changing that moment. was the first you know 2 hour and 15 minute like full on <laughs> breakdown <laughs> We've had a lot of funny minutes. We on the show. We got kind of
1: rummy for a minute. Though.
0: We we had a lot of funny minutes on the on the P- Fizzle show. You know, where one son's doing something funny, and and then, but that was kind of a magic moment. That frankly, I'm going to be really surprised if anybody like starts laughing during. I sure. think it might just feel super weird. Right. So if you did laugh mm. like during that, I'm I'm just out of curiosity. Just you've got to let us know. If you are, just write us at Hey Guys at fizzle.com. <laughs> or tweet. At, you know, at Fizzleco or at Corbett Bar or at Caleb. W- Don't try to do Caleb's; it's really hard to spell. But or or do a uh, <laughs> just give up. Do a uh, uh, send a, do a comment or something. But just let us know. Like, hey, I survived that. Yeah, I, and then go give us the thumbs up or thumbs down. Like you guys were ridiculous. Caleb, can you change your Twitter handle to Five Mics
1: Three Beers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna change it to Tattooed Afghanistan. Yeah, open. yeah, dude, <laughs> might be too long. Though. No, it's too long. That's too long.
1: I think they only allow. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> that would work. afghanistan hashtag yeah dude five mics three beers you better take it right now somebody's gonna take it
0: because that is badass i like it okay hold on you were saying audience stuff do you really think this is critical no i in your story in your story i I think so has this been critical so. so
2: the two books are tribes by seth godin okay so in that book i basically just learned you only need so many people to follow you you don't have to worry about Anyone after a hundred yeah. or a thousand or mm-hmm. whatever, like get the first people, you know, just like Kevin Kelly's well, articles, really, thousand true yeah, fans, yeah, yeah, and thousand
1: stuff. true fans. It's really this is something that God, we could write a whole blog about this. It's the hmm. quantity, not the quality. No, wait, <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> the way of you know, yeah, the
1: way around. It's the quality, not the quantity. People really f- dwell on numbers, and and what matters is can you find one person, yeah, in the world who. Re- not your mom or your spouse or whatever, but one stranger who absolutely loves, lives and dies by what you say or what you offer or whatever. They just are a, a true fan. If you can find one, there are probably others out there. Yeah. If you can find 10,000 people who like really don't give a shit about you and not one single one out of them yeah. lives and dies by what you say, then you probably don't have anything magical there.
0: Yeah, you can ha- but but – I should probably also add because we can add blog posts. Like you would probably add a Derek Sivers blog post to this list of mm-hmm. like essential bits. Totally. That that concept of the t- of thousand true fans from Kevin it's Kevin Kelly, right? Or yeah. was that somebody else? I'm trying to think. Honestly, we should do now. we should do a show on like our top ten favorite blog posts, mm-hmm. podcast episodes. That sort I, of. It'd thing. be hard to remember what they are because because it wasn't until you said thousand true fans. Like oh yeah, totally changed my whole deal. Just a totally. to realization that like. Don't need don't need to be big to be profitable. Yep. Don't need to be big to support yourself. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. So okay, I like I like those a lot. I like those. I like. Okay, all right. There's a right. Kevin Kelly book right behind. You I there. noticed that. I didn't want to look at it because I'll go, I'll pretend that I read it when I didn't. You know <laughs> what technology wants is the name of the book on the shelf, and it looks really interesting. It's pretty scary. I like it. Is a killing.
2: hard book to get through. It's a it's a deep book. It it's, is.
0: It's deep. I like deep guys. So deep it'll put your to sleep i'm about to thumb that
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then the other book which almost just goes in line with the person involved with writing it is thank you economy yes so gary vaynerchuk and how to interact with every individual person that you ever get in contact with involving around your. and i would say the web
0: 2.0 presentation that he gave that's on that motivation post i think traffic Yep. Um, we will link to it in the show notes. That's a game changer, right there. That too. that that is a, that in of itself. That, that that I've been running on that enthusiasm for several years. Can you can you play a little clip here about stop watching Lost? Everybody has time. Stop
1: watching f-ing Lost. <laughs> That's a good
0: overheard, right? That was a good overheard. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. I just played that clip. Did you feel it? I just, I'm just i fired up already. Just thinking about me in the future, finding that clip, listening to it. I love it. Stripping the audio out of it and putting it. it in there. <laughs> I love it. I just love that. All right. What else you got for us, Caleb? I'm done. You're done. Boom. Okay. So here's the deal. Let's answer
2: a Go few. Go read the eight books I just said, the four books that yeah, Corbett said. Yeah. And-
0: okay. So let, let's... oh comment Yeah.
1: It's interesting. <laughs> the systems that we talked about, I think all of them were book-based. Actually, that's interesting. Everything we talked about besides fizzle.co, of course was book-based. There are a lot of systems that are product-based that you pay a lot of money for. One of them that I meant to talk about a little bit that I actually never went through, but I saw derivative works from, was the product launch formula, which is like a $2,000 system, Mm. which works really well, but um, it's a big commitment to spend that kind of money.
0: Yeah, and we should, you know, I kind of want to, it's like, listen, business, teaching, what we do for a living, teaching people to, you know... Find a way to support themselves. To make bad jokes on podcasts? There's a lot of ways. There, if you listen, like you said earlier, if you listen to anybody that isn't just full of crap and looks like they're probably good hearted, you're going to get to, you're going to get it. something. You're going to go, you're going to go If learn they have something. experience, you're going to learn from that and you're going to make some kind of shortcut. The thing that I feel like has kind of, it's become my sort of, not a, I don't know, it's not a mantra because I can't really say it very succinctly, but about, uh, kind of relating to people within fizzle because everybody wants us to have the right answer and to give it to them you know i really believe that the the stuff is in you guys the stuff is in the entrepreneur the stuff is in how the entrepreneur navigates this problem that particular entrepreneur you know (laughs) their their unique set of stories and skills that has led up to this point that's what that if it doesn't come from there. And it comes from some outside thing and you have to act it out for the rest of your life. You're going to fizzle out for sure. You know what I mean? So there's something about all of these resources. Great. Pick it up. Throw it away the minute it stops, you know, connecting with you. Pick it up. Do the thing. You know what I mean? Like, so for the lean startup, go listen to some Eric Ries interviews. Go listen to his This Week in Startups interview. Go listen to, um, a bunch of you know, I would totally say go listen to everything you could find from Brad Felt and Paul Graham and all these go read every Paul Graham essay. Honestly, that's what I would say is looking back on all of this, I would not put four hour work week in the thing that you have to read. You wouldn't have to. You're already here, you're already thinking entrepreneurially, right? That's the only thing that 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 was great for me was it got me thinking entrepreneurially when I was in these relationships, seeing these people who were doing these things. I was like, what yep. wonder if I could do something like that. And it was inspiring. Frankly, it's an inspiring book. You might like it just for that alone. But if I was going to give someone one resource, I think it'd be like, go read everything on Paul Graham's website because you'll get a great view, uh, a great 10,000 foot view on business on and what I, what I really geek out about on what it's like to be an entrepreneur, to deal with the struggle, to deal with the pain, to deal with feeling like a piece of shit. To deal with feeling like you cannot push another button on the keyboard, or
1: I hope you're going to bleep that because I don't want to offend people who think that our podcast is not to, labeled properly.
0: I'm going to bleep it. I'm going to bleep it. I'm just going to be bleeped. There was there's I've let a few bleeps. I let a few unbleeped things go by, not intentionally, just literally because it's you know. Hard I to also wonder what we actually have to bleep. You ever wonder that because like you watched... Yeah. Because like, I mean, that, I was on the WB watching. Yeah, show show exactly. Watching a show. You're at watching nine. Moesha.
1: They said the B word. You're watching Moesha or That's So Raven.
0: I was watching Moesha. Okay. Sure. Actually it was Martin. Mar- Damn Gina. <laughs> Damn Gina. <laughs> uh, um, lit, okay, around the horn. Shoday. I would tell I would tell people what around the horn Shoday. one resource from today. Around <laughs> the horn, one resource. Okay? Okay? I would say honestly if it was if talking to me Four years ago, I'd say go read everything by Paul Graham because he'll inspire you. Because you'll you'll sense how smart he is and how human he is, and how much of a quasi you, you know he communicates in halfway poetics. I like that. You know what I mean? Go read all the Paul Graham stuff. Then, as fast as you can, after reading that, find Brad Phelps.
1: Okay. Uh, if I can include yesterday as well, yeah. I would say read book yourself solid because if you are a service provider, it's Gangbusters. If you're a product creator. It's still pretty gangbusters.
0: I love when you say gangbusters because you really enunciate. It's gangbusters. It is gangbusters. What what I love about book yourself solid is it's gang. I mean, it's gangbusters. These, the kids these days. What they're wearing these very short shorts. They're gangbusters. These kids, the art that they're creating. They're really questioning everything. It's gangbusters. You don't quite have it yet. Sorry. I'm trying. When are you Caleb? gonna get the impression down,
2: Caleb? What's your one? I would say Stephen Pressfield.
0: So, oh really? Just the War of Art. You would have to say War of Art. Not do the work. Do the work is so right. clearly like a, a a second rate sequel, and it all it is really great. You read that, you'll your life will totally change. It's a real Phantom Menace in his trilogy. <laughs> no, it's not. A, no, there is clearly there is no Jar Jar. Okay, but
2: but it's the Jedi.
0: But, it's Return yeah. of the Jedi yeah because yeah. because let's yeah. all
2: admit empire Rear strikes good.
1: back might be the best oh, all yeah. them. is the best is the best i have been chase wardman reeves i have been corbett fozzy bar <laughs> and i've been caleb grover watching <laughs> Barr.
0: <laughs> so there you have it part two of our conversation about the resources tools and systems we've learned the most from I've summarized and outlined these resources and all the things we mentioned in the show like that truly, as much as I'm embarrassed to admit it, that truly awesome Gary V. Web 2.0 presentation at fizzleshow.co slash 21. That's F-I-Z-Z-L-E show.co slash 21. I really, I'd put a lot of work into outlining these on these two posts. I think you're going to like it, you know, and if you're in the mood, you can click around, buy some things on Amazon. We didn't put the affiliate links in there. Well kind of I it, it didn't just felt like it'd be douchey to do that. Listen, if you leave us a review on iTunes, I would so very much appreciate it. Maybe you think it's douchey of me to ask for that, but I don't. Why? Because I'm all in on this thing. We we want to find other folks who are putting their ass on the line. They need to find this place. Because I think we're making good stuff for them. And you probably wouldn't be here. If you didn't think so, either. So leave us a review on iTunes or, you know, send an email to a friend or two. Again, though, only the good people. Find care, take care, dig in, serve hard, be yourself, make something for someone's backside. Thanks. We'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.